Make your plans now to join us for the G3 National Conference, September 30th through October 2nd, as we'll gather for Christian fellowship and the worship of God through song and the preached word. Our theme for the 2021 conference will be centered on biblical Christology. You can find registration details at g3men.org. Get 15% off by mentioning code G3BAR. That's G3BAR. Hey, what's going on? It's your boy, Pastor Chris Hernandez. And this is Jimmy De Los Santos. And we're your boys from SolarCast. We're just a couple of average guys who came out of the charismatic movement to a reformed understanding of theology. That's right. Catch us with a new episode every Tuesday morning on all the platform networks, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and the like. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Sola underscore cast. Also search for us on Facebook, like the page, share the page. Let's get to the meat. Let's do it. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening or watching our podcast. If you're enjoying our podcast, we would like to invite you to support us by leaving us a review. Let us know how you have been encouraged by each one of the stories that you have listened here. Also leaving us your feedback. You can also help by following us on social media on Instagram and Facebook or by liking or commenting on our post and also by sharing with your friends and family. Also, don't forget to subscribe on our podcast and YouTube channel. Another way that you can also help us is financially by visiting our Patreon page by going on the link here on the description. I said several times to several people, you know, I don't think I want kids. Like I just, I didn't really like kids growing up. I, if someone said, what do you want to be when you grow up? Like a school teacher? I would be like, Ugh, no, like I do not want to teach children. I don't want to be around children. I never felt drawn to children. I just, I don't know. I was like, that's not my thing. And so I don't even know if I want children. I probably don't. Like I'd rather just, you know, get married. We'll travel. That was me. I want to have a big career. Like I was always, I wanted to be a leader. So I want to be like a big career woman and have this cool life. When the Lord saved me, I was convicted of that pretty quickly. And on top of that, the church we were at, the women's ministry was amazing, thriving. And there were so many Titus II women that came around me and mentored me. And I really saw. This is Ordinary People with Extraordinary Lives, a series dedicated to the testimonies of believers and followers of Jesus Christ. I am your host, Arlenis Bakalu. The Way of the Righteous and Wicked How blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the way of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of Yahweh, and in his law he meditates day and night. And he will be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. And in whatever he does he prospers. The wicked are not so, but they are like chaff which the wind drives away, Therefore, the wicked will not rise in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For Yahweh knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. And I am reading from the Legacy Standard Bible, as I mentioned in the some episodes before. And if you want to know more about this new translation of the Legacy Standard Bible, you can go and find them on their Instagram page or on Facebook, and it's at Legacy Standard Bible. And I really love this psalm. I think um, it's such a vivid picture of just like what it says, like the title, like I read in the beginning, the way of the righteous and the and wicked. 
And we see what happens, how the righteous, meaning us believers who are followers and believers of Jesus Christ, who um, have repented of our sins and who have acknowledged that Jesus is the only way to heaven, that um, because of uh, our faith in Jesus, we know that we have um, that our re relationship with God have been restored for Yahweh knows the way of the righteous, but the wicked but the way of the wicked will perish. And that just in itself, those who do not know Christ, um, they will be judged and they will be thrown into the lake of fire and that it's hell. And that's why we come to you guys on a weekly basis every Tuesday, just so that you hear the testimony of uh, these believers who have been brought out of darkness into light. And that is just to the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ that we have been saved by grace through faith in Christ alone. Jesus himself said it, that he is the way, the truth, and the life. No one goes to the Father except through him. And we are so rebellious. We hear the wicked just saying that there is no God. Uh, they plainly say how much they just hate God. And we know that for those who hate God and whose relationship uh, hasn't been restored with God, they will be destroyed. And that's why the gospel is so important. And if you continue to be rebellious and, and just uh, hating God, the only thing that you have once you die, because you know that death is real. So the only thing that we have once we die is hell, nothing else. But for those of us who are in Christ, we know that we will be in heaven with the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you again, guys. Thank you so much to all of our listeners. Um, and for you guys, if you are watching on uh, YouTube, today I'm super excited because today we, we will have Katie from the Abide podcast. Uh, we heard uh, Natalie's testimony the, pre the previous episode. And today we will have Katie. And I can't, I'm super excited just to get to know her better. I'm so thankful because we got to meet through uh, the BART Network. So a big shout out to our friend um, Dwayne. And thank you. We're so thankful for our brother who just brought us together into this team of amazing Christians. And I can't wait to just get to know her better. And yeah, and I'm excited for you guys to know more about her. And if you haven't listened to her testimony, that you get to listen to it today. So yeah, thank you so much, guys. And well, here is my conversation with Katie. I am super excited to have you, Katie. Thank you for joining me. Hi, thank you for letting me be here. I'm so excited to talk to you. We were just saying it's so fun to see each other face to face. We talk a lot on social media, but I'm excited yeah, chat. and I've been having such a wonderful time listening to the Abide podcast because I'm oh, pretty sure you. that if anyone listens to your podcast, they recognize your voice from there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's the country one. Uh, yeah, yeah. So in the beginning, I was trying to figure it out, you know, when I first like, uh, I was trying like getting to know all of you through the BART network. And then I started right. listening to the podcast. I'm like, okay, 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 which one is Natalie? Which one is Katie? <laughs> and yes. then, you know, obviously going in social media, then just connecting you with the faces. So that was really helpful. But now I yeah. know. <laughs> yes. And we've actually heard a lot that we have very similar voices, which is, yes. I think we just have deep voices. Mine's just the country one. So now uh, that's why, what I look for, like your country voice. <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> the one with the twang is me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, you guys are so much fun to listen to. I Thank think you. we 
I'm you told me that you and Kate, I'm sorry, you and Natalie have a very similar like uh, testimony. And you were like, are I you do. sure you want to have me there? I'm like, yes, because I've <laughs> never heard of that before. <laughs> yeah, we on our very first episode, we shared our testimonies and we were like, okay, so I'm just going to echo what you said because it was the same almost. So there's a little bit different. Yeah. And, and, you know, that doesn't happen that often. So I want to know, you know, like here for people to know, like to hear the similarities, because guess what? We had, we had Natalie here. Yeah. So whoever listens to our podcast, they listen to uh, Natalie's testimony and then now they're going to be listening to yours. I, I normally like to just have my guests to kind of take us a little bit, you know, to their childhood, mm -hmm. uh, tell us what their life was about. So yeah, if you could just share about your childhood, uh, where you raised in a believing home or unbelieving. So yeah, and then you can take, take them from there. Right? Yeah. Okay. So I grew up, um, uh, well, I've, I'm born and raised in South Carolina. And so actually, I take that back. I was not <laughs> born in South Carolina. But I've lived here like pretty much my whole life. Um, we were an army brat. So my dad is a retired army ranger. So when I was really young, we moved around, but my parents are from South Carolina and we came back when I was really little. And so I have, you know, grown up in South Carolina with my family. They are believers. Um, most of my family are believers in a Christian home. I went to a small Christian private school from kindergarten to eighth grade And, you know, during that time, we went to church every Sunday. Um, I was pretty involved in youth. I went to a lot of the youth trips and, you know, but that was really it for me, not necessarily for my parents, but Christianity to me was Sundays. And then all of the other days of the week, I was just, you know, living like everybody else, talking like everyone else, acting like everyone else. But I knew all the Sunday school answers if you were to ask me. So I would have always said that I was saved. Like, yeah, I love Jesus. I know Jesus. Jesus is my savior. But literally out of the other side of my mouth, I would be, it would be double speak. Um, I would be denying him with my words. And so, you know, I, I was deceived that I was a Christian for a long time. Um, in, in high school, I went after, you know, going to the Christian school in high school, I went to a public high school and then I went to college and I, feel like, you know, at college, that's where so many people realize that their faith is either real or not. Um, I think that we can ride on the coattails of our parents' faith and think that we're saved, you know, and God has no grandchildren. He only has mm -hmm. children. <laughs> so yeah, that's right. We just kind of feel like, oh, you know, I'm a Christian. I grew up in a Christian home. I went to church and all the stuff. Um, <laughs> But then when I got in college and I was kind of on my own, it was like, okay, I, my affections are not for Christ. Um, and that was pretty clear. I don't know if you want to ask any more questions or if you want me to keep going. Yeah, please keep going. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, you know, college, I was your typical, I would say college sorority girl, <laughs> you know, I partied and my life just completely denied Christ. Everything that I was doing, even though I would say I was a Christian, I was not. And so then my sophomore year, and I thank God for this because I only got to do those types of things for one year until I met my husband and he was a new believer. And so I was really drawn to him because he was, you know, a new believer on fire for the Lord. And that was something I always wanted. 
I always felt convicted, but I just, I think was either too embarrassed to like fully be sold out for Jesus or, you know, in it just like to, or just was afraid to actually follow Christ. So I was, you know, drawn to him and we started dating and then, you know, I still would have said I was a believer in all of these things, but just now I'm more pursuing Christ. And so then we got married. Um, we moved four hours away from all friends and family. And um, there was a huge church when we got there. It was a huge church on the corner. It was a beautiful church. And I was like, you know what? That looks like, you know, one of those cool mega churches. I think we should go there. And <laughs> we, and so we stepped in the doors and we sat down and the pastor was like, all right, everybody flip your Bibles to Romans. And we've, this is our sixth year in Romans. And I was like, what is this? And, um, you know, it was the most biblical church I've ever been to in my life. And it was a lot like you said, you go to Grace Church, mm-hmm. Grace Community. It was it was um, community Bible church. It was very similar to Grace. So I think like it was very big, but very solid. Yeah. And I well, when I was there, I realized I was not truly a believer because um, the pastor said, you know, you profess Christ with your mouth, but by your deeds, you deny him. I think that's Titus 1, 6. And I was like, that's me. Um, my life denies him. And so I think I really, I, that's when I really gave my life to Christ and took up my cross and followed him and understood my sin debt and my need for a savior and, you know, trusted in Christ and repented. And from there, we just skyrocketed in our, in our faith. Um, they had apologetics classes. I mean, we were going through scripture. We were learning it. So Christ in those three years we were there, now we've moved God saved me and then took me from a baby to like eating meat very quickly. Mm -hmm. And we just gobbled it up. We were sponges. And I'm so grateful that we literally stumbled into a church. Yeah. Looking for a false church, really, like one of these cool mega churches. (laughs) And it ended up being a real church where we were saved. So, yeah, that's like the short version. How amazing, right? I mean, the yes. Lord, the Lord kindness to you guys, just like providing a church that you were just looking for the numbers, maybe right? the for church, sure. like, <laughs> yeah, like the whole thing. Yeah, but the gospel, you know, just being preached and just being a biblical church, that's amazing. And I mean, just like what you were saying, you were raised in a Christian home. Mm-hmm. So if you're raised in a Christian home, tell me a little bit about what did that look like at home for you? About your parents, you know, how did if that means that you went to church, but then are you getting the gospel at home? So how is, how are your parents raising you in the word of God? Yeah. So I remember my dad doing like family devotions and like, you know, we were going to church every Sunday we were doing, you know, they were doing the best that they could do with their convictions and putting me in a Christian school. And my dad mainly, was a spiritual leader in our home. So he would, you know, sometimes sit me down and ask me hard questions or kind of like probe at my heart and I didn't want to hear it or I would just deflect. We butted heads a good bit, my parents and I in high school and college. Cause you know, I think they knew that, you know, she needs, she's falling off. <laughs> and and yeah. so I would avoid or, you know, not tell the whole truth about everything. And so I was just good at, deflecting, I think, until, you know, and then I really came to Christ. And the most beautiful part about all of this is 
once I came to Christ and like my account on Instagram or whatever, and, and all of that kind of blew up my parents, I've seen a ton of growth in them through that because we can talk about things. I'm like, have you seen this resource? Have you done this? And we're, and, and we're studying the same things and their eyes are being open to the things my eyes are being open to. And it's so cool because now we're like growing a ton together. Um, mm-hmm. And I see a ton of growth in them. So it's, it's really cool what the Lord has done, even though, you know, growing up, I kind of, I knew what to say to like appease them, but my heart yeah. was not there. Yeah, but I mean that even the the Bible even says right, like to instruct your child in the ways of the Lord, right? And mm-hmm. even in their old age, they will, you know, basically they will they won't depart. Yeah, they won't depart. So, and I think we can see that in your own life, Absolutely. right? That yes, if they hadn't put that foundation in there of you know, like I know this is true, and even when I was doing the wrong things, I knew I was doing wrong things, and I knew what the truth was. I just didn't want to do it, but I never once like wondered if, if God was actually real or if Christ was actually the savior. I knew all of those things. And my parents told me those things. I was raised that way. And I went to church and I knew those things. I was running from it and you can't outrun God. Mm -hmm. So, but I was running. So (laughs) yeah, but, but yeah, if, if they hadn't laid that foundation from the start, I don't know where, what I would have done when I hit, you know, those really crucial years of high school and college, or I maybe would have gone too far off, you know, um, the sovereignty of the Lord there working with me my whole life up until that point. Yeah. And I know that you're, uh, you are a mom now, but before then I listened on the podcast that you said that you were one of those women out there that did not want to have kids and you were very opposed to that. So, Share me, share a little bit about that. How did the Lord change that in your life? What was it that finally yeah. made that change? Because now you are a mom. So right. what changed? So I think I wavered. Like I know growing up, I was like, I'm going to get married and have kids and all that. But when I got in that was high school and college years where I was, you know, bucking what God wanted me to do or following God, um, I said several times and to several people, you know, I don't think I want kids. Like I just, I don't like, well, I didn't really like kids growing up. I, if someone said, what do you want to be when you grow up? Like a school teacher, I would be like, oh no, like I do not want to teach children. I don't want to be around children. I never felt drawn to children. I just, I don't know. I was like, that's not my thing. And so I don't even know if I want children. I probably don't. Like I'd rather just, you know, get married. We'll travel. That was me. I want to have a big career. Like I was always, I wanted to be a leader. So I want to be like a big career woman and have this career and this cool life. And, you know, when the Lord saved me, I was convicted of that pretty quickly. And on top of that, um, the church we were at, the women's ministry was amazing, thriving. And there were so many Titus II women that came around me and mentored me. And I really saw how beautiful it was to be a mom and a wife and have a family. And we were newly married. And so I got to see these families, you know, homeschooling and and doing community together and true biblical womanhood. And the Lord just did a, a complete 180 in my heart. And I was like, I want children. I want all the children. <laughs> and then it, and then it was, and I want to teach them. I went to homeschool and like, 
I think that was the biggest shock of everyone's life because I always said, never, I will never be a school teacher or teach, especially my own kids and like be a stay at home mom that if you told me that in high school, that I was going to be a stay at home homeschool mom, Mm -hmm. I would have fallen over. And so the Lord has done a huge work in my life and the sovereignty of the Lord with putting those women around me in that time that he did in that crucial time and was saved before I had children is amazing. I don't deserve it. I'm so grateful. And what a blessing, because honestly, I, I, I can relate a lot to that. Just like the whole idea even about marriage, like Mm -hmm. I saw marriage as an obstacle in, in my life. Like, I was like, I don't, there was a period of time that I just didn't want to get married. Like yeah. I was like, I'm never going to marry. That's just going to get in my way with my dreams and goals. Right. And that's something that we see it a lot nowadays, right? Like women who um, are professionals, you know, like, I don't know, like the big boss ladies. And yes, like and the then, independent, strong women. Exactly. Boss, babe, like that whole life. Yeah. Or like single moms. And then I think it, it was you guys, I don't know, maybe you guys mentioned, but like, that a lot of women nowadays they use their children as a jewel like if it was just some mm-hmm. decor you know that you just hang in there in your right. house you know and 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 that those are blessings from the lord those are yeah. you know the, that's your ministry that Absolutely. You, your children are your ministry i mean I'm, I'm not a mom yet right but uh just being like the oldest of my own siblings and how the lord have given me opportunities to share the gospel with them and how important that is in the families and we've seen that satan is attacking the families destroying Absolutely. families Absolutely. um and how important that it is that the families are taking time to really minister to their kids at home, um, especially with everything that it's happening yes. nowadays. Um, I know that you guys talk about on the Equality Act, also <clears throat> how this is affecting. I was actually listening, re-listening to mm-hmm. to it, um, and how uh, it is important for families, um, you know, to be aware of this. So, how can right. family, how can the family be protecting their little ones? I mean, with all of this stuff going on, everything going on. Yeah. And it's a good question. And I think a lot of Christian families really well-meaning who want children and, and, you know, highly regard children are asking these questions of just with how bad things are. I don't know if I want to bring a child into this world. I think that's what a lot are thinking. And I would just encourage you that children are always seen as a blessing from the Lord. There is nowhere in scripture that tells you not to have children because the days are too dark. Um, I think about how the Lord worked through extremely evil situations with children already in the Bible, like, hello, Moses, they were killing all the Hebrew babies and, and his mom put him in the reeds in the, in the river. And God had a great plan for that. And, you know, he, God, even in his kindness allowed his mother to nurse him and take care of him as, uh, you know, as a child. And and there's so many other stories. I mean, even when, well, when Jesus was born, they were killing the children and God is sovereign and it's a blessing and it, it is never going to be too dark for the Lord to not want to give you that heritage that he mm-hmm. wants to give you. And then you can trust him with that. That doesn't mean that everything's going to be easy, but he has a plan. He has a sovereign plan with that. And he is the giver and taker away of life. And if he wants that person to be here, this is the, this is the last time in the world that Christians would need to have children to spread the gospel 
than any other time. Because why, as the world continues to get darker, why would we not want to add more lights for the gospel to send out into the world? There are arrows for the gospel. So if Christians stop having babies, I mean, we are to train children up in the Lord and in his righteousness. And that would, that would be so detrimental, um, to the darkness in the world. We're supposed to be having babies. So I just would encourage you that children are the, have children. And those are the only blessings that the, even the Christian community says like, Lord, we don't want any more of, whereas if there's money or, you know, the Lord's blessing you with a lot of money or a job or a house, you'll, you never are like, no, Lord, stop. Like (laughs) with children is the only thing that we act like that about. And, you know, that's really sad. So I would just say, go to scripture, trust the Lord, trust that he is sovereign and raise that child up in the Lord so that they can spread the gospel. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And now I know that you mentioned before very briefly about, um, your Instagram page, th- mm-hmm. this ministry that you that you started. So tell me a little bit about how does it start and why do you decide to take on this, you know, this ministry through social media? Yeah. So after we left, um, we moved again. Do, my husband sold the businesses at the, the other church we were at and um, we moved and he started another business here and we're back home around our families. Um, and we were there for three years and then we came back and for about two years, I was just like, okay, to my husband, I was telling him all these things that I was learning and to my best friend. And I was like, did you see this? Did you see this? Do you know about this? Um, did you know why this teacher is bad and what they're saying? And, and I was really gobbling up, you know, theology and discernment things. And I was like, people need to know these things. And it was about this time when Rachel Hollis's book, Girl, Wash Your Face came out and it was huge, a bestseller. I mean, it still is. And I saw like my real friends and family posting about this book and I was digging into it and I just felt super burdened. And my husband mainly, and also my best friend were both like, you need to stop telling us because we know because you tell us every day. You need to start telling other women, like you need to find a way, either yeah. do a blog or, or whatever to get some of these, these words out to, to mm-hmm. women. So that was how the page was born. Um, and it, it just started as, you know, I wanted to, to teach women to love the word and that the word was enough. And then here's what the world is throwing at you. And this is why it's bad. And, mm-hmm you know, this is not of the Lord. And, and let's like take a step back and, and discern what the word of God says here. And let's stop gobbling up the culture in Christianity. Um, and, you know, let's, let's go to biblical truth because I just come from a place where I learned how beautiful the word of God is and how alive and active and sharper than in any two edged sword. And I just really want other women to understand this because that is the living water. It's Christ and his word. And all of these things are poisonous. So, yeah. and you guys have a wonderful how it started. You guys have a wonderful episode on that, uh, even like on the sufficiency of scripture. So, mm-hmm. people should yes. thank listen you. to that. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And so, yeah, it just grew from there to what it is today. And I'm really grateful for it and how the Lord has used it really in my own life, too, because it's forced me to really dig into what I believe and what the world, what the, 
word says and how to apply it. I mean, it's, it pushes me every day to continue to dig. So mm-hmm. I'm very grateful. Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I've, I've seen a lot of your posts there on social media. I think it was one that I was reading on, on Stephen Furtick and you t- mm-hmm. touched about, you know, the church and like the music and you might be listening to this, this music and you should be aware of this. Right. So right. I actually uh, send you a message on social media because you posted something about uh, the Harry Potter movies and something, <laughs> right? So, and it's it's amazing because I had just reached out to my dear friend Isabel Lebron, who actually does uh, host this um, yeah. Women Who Fear the Lord. And then another friend also, Deborah Gandhi, because she also had been posting. Uh, she has a blog and she normally does this um, Instagram stories where she shares a lot on the Disney movies like Frozen mm-hmm. and some of the right. things that they're teaching young girls there. And I was right. like, oh, my gosh, this is so amazing. We got to talk about this. So we're yeah. in the process of working on an episode that I told you. So and I do want to ask you this question because, you know, it's like a lot of times you're like, yeah, but that's OK. It's just a song. How is that going to how mm-hmm. is that going to affect me? So why should we as Christian care about the movie that we watch or the book that we read or the music that you that we expose ourselves to? Why is that so important for our own spiritual walk? Yeah, well, scripture says, you know, when the eye is good, the whole body is good. But when the eye is bad, the whole body is full of darkness. And, you know, we have to be careful with what we let in. I mean, you know, the, the little kid song, like be careful, little eyes, what you see, be careful, little ears, what you hear. And it's, it's so true because you are a lot, whatever you're allowing to go into your eyes or your children's eyes or in your ears, it, it can take root. And, you know, scripture also says like, if any man stands or is so prideful, it thinks he stands lest he falls. And, and you might think like, oh, I can consume all this stuff and it's not going to, it's not going to bother me. But that's actually incredibly prideful because that scripture says, then you will fall because mm-hmm. you can't stand on your flesh. The only thing you can stand on is the word of God and the Holy spirit. And if you're letting things in, I think it's a John MacArthur quote that says, you know, don't be entertained by the sins in which Christ died. Mm-hmm. And so if we are consuming things that God calls an abomination, and so like sorcery is one of those things, you know, violence, there's so many things, sexual immorality, and we're gobbling these things up as entertainment. I mean, first of all, you wouldn't watch these things in real life because they're an abomination. I wouldn't think that you would, but it's not really any different on a show and it's desensitizing you. It's callousing you. It's grieving the spirit. And, you know, we're called to whether you eat or drink, do all for the glory of God. And so we just have to, you just, you just need to be so careful. And then with the children, the new age stuff is being pushed to our children more than any other time, even when we were little. I mean, it was happening when we were little, but now there are so many things that are pushing the limit to where they're actually adding in real spells and real witchcraft. Like, I think Harry Potter kicked that off. And then we have um, Owl House, I think it's what it's called. It's a children's series on Disney Plus, And it is, mm. have a highlight on it, sh- straight witchcraft. It has real spells in it. It has um, demons in it. And there's a lot of really scary stuff in, in those things. And it's just um, 
being consumed. And, and then the yoga is pushed so much on children now. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, we have, we're, we talk about this in our, in our, on our podcast and how, you know, if you're a Christian, you shouldn't be partaking in yoga. And if you want to hear more about that, we have a ton of stuff, Natalie and I on our pages and on our Instagrams, but it, it new age is being gobbled up and it's being pushed the hardest towards our children's generation. And it's scary and we need to be aware and have our eyes open and protect our children from those types of things. Yeah. And you guys have another wonderful episode that I actually listened to just recently on the new age. Uh, What is her name again? Yes. uh, What is her name? Doreen Virtue. Yes. Doreen Virtue. And it's scary. Like I was listening to it and just like how she is describing everything. It was just so scary because I actually had people on the podcast that came from a background like with things like that. Yeah. And it's so dark, you know, but how amazing just to see the Lord saving even, you know, people in through the darkest of darkest of times, you know, and absolutely. Yeah. And it's so I'm, dark, but new age is packaged as such light, which yeah. is crazy. It's packaged so light and airy and fun and relaxing and it's very deceptive. Yeah. Just talking about, you know, do you being, uh, uh, homeschooling your kids and, um, teaching them at home, but not only teaching them the school stuff, but now also right. the word of God. So how does that look like for you? Because now, you know, you have the podcast with Natalie, plus your kids, your husband, you know, just like managing your time and, right. you know, how do you, how do you go by doing all these things? Uh, how do you prioritize each and, and everyone in your own family? Yeah. And that's a good question. And, you know, it's hard and it takes discipline and I, don't do it right every day. And there's so many times that I have to bring this to the feet of the Lord and repent for um, not managing my time well or being lazy or choosing things is more important that aren't more important. So, you know, this is always an ongoing process with me and it's always a sanctifying process. I'm always being sanctified and brought back to my knees and, you know, back to a regroup, what is important, going over it. So on a good day, this is <laughs> this is the goal. <laughs> okay, so I want to start off that I'm not perfect. Um, wake up before your children. That is so key before the house. You know, scripture says in Proverbs, um, the Proverbs 31 about how she rises while it's still dark and like looks well to the ways of her household. And so get up before your children and get in the word. And that is that changes my whole day. And that is priority number one. And so, you know, how much nicer is it for your children to wake up to a mom who has been fed in the word and is like, come here, like, come sit with me rather than there's been days where I'll sleep in and then they run into my room and, you know, I'm a crabby or a tired mom. Like, let me get my coffee. Let me, you know, so it changes the whole day for them and for you. Um, so get in the word. And then for me, I like to start off the kids. So they'll come, you know, sit down and I'll snuggle them for a minute because my kids are young. They're two and four. And I know it looks different in every season, but when they're young like this and, you know, you can snuggle on the couch for a little bit, I would say do it. So we put on like a super book or another Christian show that I can find or like a five minute devotion on, on the show. And, and we'll just snuggle and, you know, watch a show, be quiet. They'll, they'll maybe eat a waffle and, and we'll just have that time. And so then I'll get up and I'll, come, come in the homeschool room and start laying out their papers and all of that. And so 
then when they're done, they'll come in here and um, we'll sing the doxology together. We will sometimes listen to a hymn and then talk about it. And we'll have like a hymn of the month we'll listen to. We'll go over our memory verses. So I have a one memory verse every week. So we will go over it and then we'll go over all the past verses or maybe if there's too many, we'll just go over a few. We'll do catechisms. We'll do, we'll talk about prayer requests and we'll, and we'll pray. And then we will do a few readings in scripture. Um, I follow if you guys need like a good kids guide a lot at alongside them on Instagram has a great kids Bible like curriculum. So it'll be like a verse or two and it will talk about it. So we'll do that. And by that time they're, you know, they're ready to move on from the spiritual stuff because they're so little. So, you know, we we've gone through that and then we'll do our schooling. Um, and then, you know, just throughout the day, after that, you know, morning time and the kids love it that morning time because kids love schedules. So they're like wanting to do that. Like, when are we going to go do school? And they lo- they know the routine. They know what we're going to talk about. And so then, you know, during the day, we'll have plenty of conversations or we'll play, you know, Christian music throughout the day while they're playing. And, you know, we have Bible studies on Friday. So they come to that and play with their Bible study friends. They have a WANA on Wednesday, which is learning scripture at church. It's memory and scripture and Sunday. So three of the days of their week, they're at church mm-hmm. um, at least one, at least one time of the day. Yeah. And so, and then on top of that at night, every night we, you know, read either the children's pilgrim progress, missionary mm-hmm. stories, more scripture. Um, they get, they get two Christian books and one fun book or one regular book at night. So we always, and then we pray. So we always start the day with the word and end the day with the word and prayer and all that. I don't know if you were looking for our whole schedule, but there you go. (laughs) No, that was wonderful. That was wonderful. And so how do you go by letting them, do you let them watch movies or do you, what do you, yeah. How do you manage that for them? Like I do. And so it depends. I'm very picky. And even when they stay with my parents, I'll say like, I'll like look around because, you know, they have Netflix and all that. So do we. And I'll be like, don't let them watch. And I'm like pointing I'm like none of these because they're like <laughs> new age or like Eastern or I don't like the agenda in this one. Yeah. And so there's very few things that I'll really let them watch. I get, I get away. Fortunately, I have boys and with boys, there, I feel like they're easier than girls with shows because I can put on monster trucks, literally jumping like over dirt in monster jam for an hour and they would watch it. And it, I'm like, there's no agenda here, just monster trucks jumping in mud. And it's like, <laughs> that's exactly what I want. Or they'll watch cars racing or they'll watch duck hunting videos. Cause we hunt. And I'm, so I'm like, this is great. But with girls, it's, I know it's hard. Cause there's like, princess and they love all that and Mm -hmm. so I don't know but that's that's what I do I just vet everything and if I'm watching something and I don't like it I'll just turn it off and and my four-year-old will ask why we'll have a conversation about it he understands and even to the point where he now catches things and gets stuff and he'll say mom like this has blah 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 I'm gonna turn it it's like great Ah, good yes so amazing so have that means conversation. You're teaching them well. <laughs> yeah, it's like don't just turn it off. Talk yeah. about it. Talk about why. Yeah. Come back to scripture. How it's not glorifying to God, and you know they'll under they'll understand. Yeah, 
Yeah, absolutely. And um, so you so you have boy two boys, right? And then Natalie has girls. Four only. girls. Four girls. And she's pregnant with her fifth. She's about to have her fifth. She's big pregnant. So, yeah. Okay. So there is at least one difference. Yes. There. <laughs> yeah. We're all boys over here and a bunch yeah, of girls yeah, over yeah. there. Something interesting is that you both are doing this podcast, but you both have never, ever met in person. No. So no. tell me how you guys meet and how do you develop this friendship from afar? Yeah. So we both run similar pages and we're both very similar, like with our deliveries. Like we have very similar personalities and people always group us together and they were grouping us together before we ever even like connected. And then I just think one day we just started talking a lot because we we're like, we're so alike or yes, I think that same thing. And then we would just audio back and forth all the time. We would talk all the time. We have the same thoughts about so many things. Um, and we definitely have some differences too, but we are very much alike and our personalities are very much alike and our passions are very much alike. So we just decided like, you know, why don't we, we both felt called to do podcasting, but just didn't quite know how it would work. And, you know, it's a lot of work to do by yourself, especially, but it's mm -hmm. a lot of work and I could never do it alone. It's just, it's just too much. So we decided, you know, let's, why don't we partner up? Let's do this thing and let's just see how it goes. And, you know, we're, we're doing it very slowly. Um, there was a big learning curve and it took us a bit to get to take off, but we're also like, look, we want to teach women, but our families come first and we practice what we preach. And if it doesn't work out, like last week, my children were sick on the night we were supposed to record. And we're like, then we'll cancel because, you know, families first and, and you have to practice what you preach. And in this podcasting, will not take any time away from our family. So what we do is we pick one night a week upon our husband's approval. Cause I mean, they're sacrificing too for this. And after the children go to bed, we'll record. And so, you know, we never want to be a burden on our family and it, we're never going to let it take over our families or take time away. So we're, we're doing it really slow and we don't even really have much of a schedule. We're like, no, we'll get it out when we get it out. And that it is what it is. We'll, we'll just do the best we can with it. Yeah. And I love that you guys also mentioned in your podcast that uh, though you are both doing this, your husbands are behind the scenes. Like Absolutely. You, they are involved. So how are they involved in how are, you know, what, what is, what is their part like in your podcast? So Natalie's husband is producing with Natalie. So they are producing together and they like doing that together. And I think that's sweet and fun that they get to do that together. And, you know, Natalie can do like the soft producing Well, she get, well, she'll get the big things and then he'll go through and refine everything and make it sound great. And, you know, listen in and, and give us thoughts and, and the same. So then my husband, he's not really in the production side, but he's really just my encourager. He's always like, you got this. What do you need? When's your podcast this week? And like, you're going to do great. What's it on? And we'll talk about it and he'll give me his input and then he'll listen to it and he'll tell me what he thought about it. And, you know, he, he has been, I couldn't have done it without him. I mean, he's always been pushing me and encouraging me from the very beginning. And, um, he's always helpful and, you know, supportive. And so he plays a huge role. And, and like I said, the husbands are, they sacrifice a night a week so that we can, minister to other people. And my husband even told our children the other day, like y'all need, you know, you guys need to get in bed. It's time to go to bed and, and 
they wanted me to lay with them. And he was like, you know, mommy's not going to lay with you guys tonight. Um, you know, mommy, you know, has a ministry and she ministers to a lot of women and shares the gospel with a lot of women. And you, you guys, you know, are a part of this. We're all a part of this and we all need to work together so mommy can do it. So it's just, it's really sweet. And he's so encouraging and I'm very blessed. That's amazing. And that, and, and that's wonderful that they're also involved, you know, and like giving you guys huge. Good, like if there is something wrong, you yes. know, like as far as yes. theology. Right. <laughs> exactly. And yeah. we have, yeah, they have our back. And the, the other funny thing is our husbands always like tell us what we need to hear. And Natalie and I like we'll come, Natalie and I will come together for a meeting. We'll say, and we, Natalie and I have already chosen something, but then our husbands have already said like, no, y'all really need to do it this way. And they're always in alignment and have never spoken to each other about it. So we'll come oh, back. Wow. So my husband said, we need to do this. And she'll say, well, mine said the same thing. And so, yeah. and this has happened a lot and they've all, they're on the same page. And so they, they steer us in the right direction. It's cool. I think that has to do with the Holy Spirit, right? We're Absolutely. part of the same body. And like the men who are spiritual leaders know what's best and those things lined up and they were right. Every time that, that this has happened, they've been right. So yeah, <laughs> of course. I am curious though about something because I heard you both saying, <laughs> I think it was like in the first episode that you're both very close and you're similar in your beliefs, but yet you both disagree with uh, the eschatology. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I am wondering, what do you believe and what does she believe? What What is the difference between just if you could just briefly like just I'm I'm pre mill pre trib. So I, I would be what John MacArthur is. I'm, you know, the traditional. But now I'm trying to think what she is. I think she's post. Mm. She's not a mill. I think she's post. I think. Oh, my goodness. She might. I might have gotten that wrong. <laughs> but she doesn't believe in like a rapture or anything okay. like that. So yeah, right. we're we're on opposite spectrums on that. And, you know, that's probably my Southern Baptist upbringing. But yeah. I'm pretty. I, I've researched it a lot, and I'm I'm still pretty solid in that. Unless the Lord yeah. were to, you know, I mean, even like R.C. Sproul and Pastor John, they were like really oh, yeah. close friends, and they had they like have some different. disagreements, right? And 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 certain. I'm pretty sure Natalie is what R.C. is. I think he's. Post. I think so because I think Isabel in one of the episodes that she did, she uh, mentioned actually that about R.C. Sproul and Pastor John, but yeah, they were yes. so close friends. You yeah, know? Like, it's secondary issue, and yeah. it brings different perspectives to the table, and and I do think that there is a lot of pettiness in Christianity where this like divides people. And I think it's so yeah. silly. So it, we, we don't let that affect us or anything like that, but it definitely is cool to, to see the different perspectives and, and one day we'll all know who's right. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see. I like We're, how I say this all the time, but I like how Christ as the cure puts it as he's a pan mill. And that just means it all pans out in the end. So <laughs> it'll, it'll exactly. work out. Yeah. Yeah, and I think like the one that we need to get it right that it's only through Jesus that we're safe, right? So as Absolutely. long as we are on the same on the same page, then we're good. <laughs> yeah, and we're brothers and sisters in Christ. We should yeah. pursue peace with each other, and you know, be in unity no matter what your eschatology is. So. Yeah, and I actually have another question because it was something that happened to me today. Uh, mm -hmm. And I think I, the reason why I want to mention it's because in case that it happens to another sister out there or brother, whoever, um, you know, like uh, I have a non-believer friends and 
um, it's been an opportunity to share the gospel with them. And um, there, there is a, a friend in particular that I can clearly see that she hates the Lord. There is no hmm. wanting to know about God whatsoever. I mean, she's been to church with me. She went like twice and um, she's been around my Christian friends and my husband, you know, and and so basically what she did is like she doesn't want me to share anything about God with her. She actually plainly mm -hmm. just said it to me, like, please don't send me anything of that stuff because it's close to your heart, but not to mine. And, you know, those right. are things that is, you know, when you care for someone, it definitely like it just breaks your heart. Yeah, because we're salvation is for today because we're not promised tomorrow and we right. don't know when the Lord is going to come. We don't know when we're going to die. And it breaks your heart, you know, like just like to see that someone uh, will show so much hate. And I mean, the world, that's what we see in the world, right? They hate the Lord. They don't want anything yeah. to do with him. They don't want anything to do with the word of God. Um, and so if anyone, you know, has also an experience like that, how do you go by lo loving them? Um, uh, clearly, the, the, they have closed the door for you to directly share the gospel with them. Yeah. Um, and should they be any boundaries set with someone who plainly just like um, reject God and hates him? Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll answer the last question first. So the boundaries, I would say you need to set the boundaries in the sense of do not, you know, a little leaven, leaven, leaven's a whole lump and bad company corrupts good morals. So whatever she, if she, whatever her lifestyle is, if, if it's prone to stumble you, then you would need to set boundaries to not go do those things. So, you know, if she's going out with friends or going to do something that you feel may stumble you or going to your house and to her house. And she may be practicing things that, you know, you may be tempted to do or, you know, stumbling you, you would need to set those boundaries and, you know, come over to my house or invite her to lunch with you. And, and, you know, you set the time and place and, and the hanging out. And I think that, you know, those boundaries are good. And as far as, her hardening her heart to the gospel and asking you to stop. I would pray for her. I would fast for her, um, pray all the time and just be a loving friend. Um, just regardless if she doesn't want to hear about it, she knows deep down that whenever she's in crisis or if she's ever wondering these things that she could come to you and just be that constant friend in her life. Love her anyways, be there for her. Listen, and serve her and serve her better than anybody in the world would serve her. Just see her as a ministry opportunity and, and, and be her friend. And I think that that, you know, would speak volumes and, and always bring her before the Lord in prayer is really all you can do. And so I don't know, I'll be praying for your friend as well. I know that's a tough spot. And especially when yeah. they tell you like yeah. stop sharing your faith, well then show them your faith and, and, and pray for another opportunity to arise. Yeah, thank you. For the softening of her heart. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I mean, and if anyone also, it's, I hope that this can also be helpful because I know it is for me just, just hearing this. And yeah, yeah. I think it's, it's something that I, I, I am, you know, like even my husband just like to pray for them. And mm -hmm. like you said, just love them. <laughs> and yeah. And them. love them. And, and always remember that you know, it's the word of God that's living and active. It's not your words. And the word of God is what penetrates the heart. And, and so whenever you can sprinkle some scripture in, in your advice to them or talking with them, you don't have to put the scripture 
reference. The references were added by men anyways. But, you know, let your speech be seasoned with the word always. And, and you know, it can convict and penetrate their hearts. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, I'll be praying. Thank you. Thank you. And just going back to your podcast. <laughs> yes. What can uh what are what are some of the things that you guys are currently working for uh working on currently? What can your listeners like be waiting for? Mm-hmm. What is in the process right now for you guys? So the process is well, first of all, we've got we've got a little bit of a bank stored up. Um we're recording every week, but we're only dropping every other week because we are building a bank for Natalie. She's about to have a baby. Mm-hmm. And so she wants, you know, we're obviously going to break. And so right now, I think the next thing coming up, if I can remember correctly, what's dropping, we have a Proverbs 14, one, um, series coming out. It's two episodes. And then we have an interview with Marcy Farrell, who's also on the bar. Yeah. She's the thankful homemaker and she is amazing. I love her. Yeah. I binge (laughs) her episodes. She is. Oh my goodness. I want her to live in my house. She's so (laughs) sweet. She's so wise. I love her. Um, so that's the Proverbs 14 one is, you know, a wise woman builds up her home, but mm-hmm. uh, a woman of folly tears it down with her own hands. So we're talking about the dichotomy there or really, you know, the opposition there in that verse and, and how wise women can literally tear up or build down her or, mm-hmm. or tear up, tear, tear down or build up her or build home. Up. <laughs> I was saying it opposite. There's those three episodes are coming out. And then we're in the works of possibly doing a homeschool series where we'll be interviewing several homeschool um, curriculum creators. So like a classical conversation creator, the Abeka creator, several creators, and then several seasoned homeschool moms like to just give encouragement throughout the summer before people may be choosing their curriculum or their method or if they want to homeschool or not before the fall. So mm-hmm. that and then you know, we're throwing around a few things. We may be doing a series on head coverings coming up. Um, so uh, we'll see. Oh, that, that's It'll some, be that sounds fun. <laughs> I got to send it over to my friend because they actually came from a church that, so they are part of Grace now. And they their previous church actually was really strong on that. Yeah. On like wearing head covering. So I'm looking forward yeah. to knowing There's more about a big that. like debate within the Christian community with that. So we're planning uh. to cover it uh, fully. Yeah. Perfect. As full as we can. So we're excited. Awesome. And, and Lord willing, we haven't started that ser- series yet. We could change our mind, but right now that is what we're thinking. Awesome. Perfect. And yeah, so I actually interview, uh, yeah. uh Marcy cause you guys are going to have her there. So I saw it the other day that you guys are going to interview her and I just love her. I'm like, Oh my goodness, your voice is just like the She's sweetest. So like I, I can listen is. to you like forever. I like, know. I've done the same, just like listening to her podcast too. Like I've been trying to get to listen to everyone's on the Bart network, of course, yes. but it's just like her voice is just like, She's so, so sweet. Yeah. So welcoming and encouraging and kind. And you just, yes. She's great. The Lord's really gifted her and she's a great teacher and so wise. So shout out to her. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Thankful Homemaker. I cannot stop talking about her. She's so great. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Katie, so uh, what are some of your favorite books? Because I know that you mentioned some of 
that book that you were just like bending to, you know, that your family was like listening, I mean, reading, and you were like, no, this is not right. So what are some of your favorite books and uh, that have been helpful for you? Yeah. Yes. Um, so I love books and I call myself like a literary squirrel because I'm reading like seven different books at the same time. I'm like listening to three different ones. I have, you know, some on the Kindle, some hardback, just, just every, I'm always have a book. And so mm-hmm. I need to finish them all better, but I'm always starting a bunch of books. <laughs> and so <laughs> And I have all of my favorite books listed on my, in my bio, on my Instagram, on my Amazon marketplace. So like all these categories of books that I love in different areas. So that might help somebody, but okay. So my favorite books, well, right now I'm reading for the first time Fox's book of martyrs. Oh, okay. um, Yeah. Is that the post that you made today? mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Like through all the Christian martyrs, Mm -hmm. um, not all of them, but I think most of them. And, and I'm really into learning, you know, about those things in church history right now. So I've been reading Fox's book of martyrs. I, let me think, Oh, knowing God by J.I. Packer. I'm Mm -hmm. still, I am reading that for the second time right now. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm reading the excellent wife by Martha peace right now for the second Mm -hmm. time. Um, those are probably right now my favorite books and what I'm reading. Um, I'm reading, Amy Carmichael's book, A Chance to Die for the first time. Um, I love missionary biographies. And, you know, if you're a new believer or a believer that that doesn't have much discipleship even, or like people around you who are believers, you can learn so much from these solid Christian biographies um, on how to live and, and an example to follow. So I, you know, have just been gobbling those things up. So that's what I'm reading right now. Um, oh, and I'm reading God Smuggler. I'm almost done with that. I don't know if you've heard of that book. No, I haven't. God Smuggler is really good. He, his name is Brother Andrew, and it's during the Cold War, and it's when and he was smuggling Bibles behind the Iron Curtain, like in communist countries. So, like where they were, ba- where Bibles were banned, he would smuggle yeah. them across the border. It's really good too. Wow. I could go on and on and on. <laughs> And you said that you have the link on your bio there, right? Yes, I have so a link. Yeah. How can they find you? Yeah, how can they find you? So, um, so my do. my Instagram name is at um, the Berean Millennial. It's a mouthful, but at the Berean Millennial, and that's my Twitter too. And then our po- our podcast is Abide Podcast, um, and we have an Instagram as well, mm-hmm. the Abide Podcast, I think. Abide podcast. Abide podcast. Thanks for knowing. <laughs> and it's because our email is abide the podcast. At oh, yeah. And I keep getting them confused. I just know because I was tagging you, uh, tagging the podcast uh, previously yes. when I posted on Instagram and I put the abide podcast and it didn't, the, that it wasn't didn't show it. up. <laughs> well, thank you. And um, so, yeah, I have in my bio in the Brian Millennial, my personal account, it. I have categorized like children's resource books, best devotionals, best study Bibles, um, edifying reads, women's studies, like just a bunch of different categories that might help somebody um, to find a book or for a specific subject. Yeah, perfect. And I will also add it to... um, on, in here, you know, on the video, but yeah, then yeah, also yeah. I'll, I'll add the links, of, uh, of course. And tell me three things that brings you joy. 
three things that bring me joy. Um, spending time with my family, of course, um, (laughs) you know, fellowshipping with friends and, and, you know, being in the word and reading, I'm telling you more than three things. And then I love farm stuff. So just like fun things. I love hunting, fishing, shooting guns, riding <laughs> I'm very country Southern girl and I love all the Southern things. So yeah, I love going to the shooting range. I've been to, yes. to one indoor and one outdoor. I love the outdoor more though. Yeah. Outdoor is way so better. Much fun. Yeah. Yeah. We oh. shoot a lot. So it's fun. I mean, it's a, it's more open, right? Where you live. So I'm- yeah. So my parents, I grew up on a farm, a cow farm, and it's four miles from where we live right now. So we go there all the time with our boys and they actually have an outdoor range because my dad yeah. teaches gun classes. And so we oh, shoot all the time. Yeah. It's so I fun. Love <laughs> I love yeah. that. And I, I, I think that's something that I miss from Dominican Republic. Just like being, you know, like being able having to the farm. Shoot. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Milk in the cow. We will have like, yeah, uh, you know, milk from the cow and all that stuff. So That's I think fun. I miss those time. It's, it's absolutely. Yeah. And one last question for you. Um, if any of our listeners, um, they're not believers, if they don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior, uh, this is our main goal to share the testimony of salvation, which is to, you know, to show Christ through our yeah, own absolutely. life. And um, why is it that we need Christ? Why is it that we talk so much about this Jesus? Yeah. So, you know, Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. Um, no one comes to the father except through him. And, you know, he's our bridge before a holy God. We cannot pay our own sin debt and there's no one good, not one person. We're all sinners. We're all born sinners. And we need, you know, we would need to pay for our sin to be able to reach a holy God. And Christ paid that sin debt on the cross. Um, it was, he, he finished the work. He paid the debt. He said to tell us it is finished. It is paid in full. And you know, if you'll repent of your sin and believe in Christ's finished work, Christ clothes you in his righteousness from his blood so that you can be seen and deemed worthy to the father unto salvation. Um, He's our bridge to the Holy God. No one can come to God through him. And he sets you free. He sets you free in all things. He, he releases you from the bondage of sin and death and you can trust him and he's perfect and holy. And, you know, he, he loves you and died for you and believe in him, trust him. And and that is life. That is peace. You know, that surpasses all understanding is in Christ Jesus. And, you will truly live if you will trust in Christ. And, you know, we have that ultimate hope of eternity and Mm -hmm. nothing matters, but this, but this right here, this is the most important thing in your whole life is your salvation. And don't waste the Holy spirit nudging at your heart and God's pulling at you to respond and, and trust in him and believe in Jesus Christ for your salvation. Amen. Thank you so much. Uh, and thank you, Katie, for taking the time to join me on the podcast. And just in closing, will you mind just praying for us? Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for um, 
bringing me and this sister in Christ here together today to, you know, minister and encourage to other minister to other people and encourage them, Father. And, you know, I pray for their podcast and their YouTube and that they will reach so many for Christ and that the gospel will be spread far and wide through these brothers and sisters. And thank you for the bar network and for bringing us all together and that we may you know, bring glory to you and, and honor you, Lord. And I just thank you for this day. I thank you for the body of Christ that we get to sharpen one another and edify one another, Lord. And I just pray that we bring glory and honor to you and, um, that we meet, we reach many people for your son and in your holy and precious name, we pray these things. Amen. Amen. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening or watching our podcast. If you're enjoying our podcast, we would like to invite you to support us by leaving us a review. Let us know how you have been encouraged by each one of the stories that you have listened here. Also leaving us your feedback. You can also help by following us on social media on Instagram and Facebook or by liking or commenting on our post and also by sharing with your friends and family. Also, don't forget to subscribe on our podcast and YouTube channel. Another way that you can also help us is financially by visiting our Patreon page by going on the link here on the description.